from Austin, Texas to Essex, England. Everyone, welcome back to the Slipstream Podcast, episode 015. My name is Andrew Dalton. I'm your host. With me alongside, as always, my main man from across the pond, Mr. James Lingy 12 Lingfield. What is going on, my man? How are we going on? I'm, uh, I'm not too bad. I'm not, well, say that as uh, those of you watching on YouTube will see, I'm a little bit injured and bruised uh, this week. Yeah. Uh, I could I, I can tell people either like A, I you know, fought off a gang of people to save an old lady, mm-hmm. or like B, I went to uh Holland and told a load of Max fans that he deserved everything and beat me up. Yeah. But uh yeah. the real answer is much less exciting. You know in Monza when you drive Monza on F1 2021 and you hit you get into the Delarosha chicane and you hit that bump and you just you car like catapults into the gravel. I had that except I wasn't sober. And it was a pothole and I was in a wheelchair and it was 2 a.m. And I just ate the curb. And now I've got a black eye and my nose is uh, pointing northeast. And I've got my graduation in two weeks. So, uh, yeah, that's not ideal. Not a great end to the week. Must I be think said. we really need to work on you uh, in a wheelchair, drunk, n- not forgetting that you're not actually at Monza. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> Someone needs to be there to remind you that, Hey, we are in fact not at Monza. Uh, and you are not Nikita Mazepin. So, <laughs> so let's go ahead and let's go ahead and do a little bit more trail breaking into those corners. Uh, so we may, you're, you're, you're no, is your nose a little, did you, did you, it yeah, it's, like it's, it's, complete, it's completely broken. So you can tell like, as I, as I went nice. down, I went like sideways nice. and my nose, cause I was, I was like a little bit drunk anyway. And I, I was obviously bleeding a bit, but I was like, I'm, I'm fine or whatever. And my friends didn't want to worry me, but they're like, James, your nose don't look great, mate. <laughs> and then even like, I got to the hospital about half four in the morning and they took an x-ray and she was like, I can't see any fractures. We're going to have to wait till the swelling goes down. And I'm yeah. like, well, it's pointing, <laughs> it's pointing to my heart. Yeah. It's obviously broken. You it's know? pointing the way to my left shoulder. So, uh, yeah, I don't, I, yeah. I, I was given a choice for my graduation. Basically, have it like this, or uh, uh, have a basically like do a nose job on it now, and then just have two yeah. sticks either side mm. of it. Uh, yeah. Well, on the plus side, one, I've got a nose job on the NHS for free, so that's yeah. convenient. And two, I think I look a little bit more like Daniel Ricciardo, which of course is very convenient given what happened this weekend. Very convenient given uh, given what happened this weekend. I really, I think you should have worn like a like a nose like mask on, onto the show, personally, yeah. and gone like a Jason style hockey mask and just show up in a hockey mask. And yeah, yeah, don't yeah. even tell me why you're wearing a hockey mask. Uh, just, just, just go with it and be like, just, this just, is my look this week. Like this. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just a <sighs> whole, a whole thing this week. Yeah. Uh, but, oh man, we're, we're coming to you on the cusp of a McLaren one, two. And, uh, I don't think that's happened in a really, really long time. Um, I guess, you know, uh, 2012, maybe it was the last one. I, think it's 20, I, I feel like button 10? and Hamilton were, yeah. Were, yeah. Yeah, 2010 uh, was the last like one two. There are a lot of McLaren wins in 2012. They slowed yeah. down in 2013, so they them and Mercedes kind of swapped spots. Um, but you haven't seen a McLaren one two like this. 
in a really long time. It's why your nose is broken and it's why yeah. I'm wearing orange. Uh, oh, I'm wearing well, the papaya shirt. So yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Uh, it's, and that's, and, then, and we coordinated that. We did, we did that. Of course. Office. Yeah. That's, we meant to do that. And we got, uh, you know, together ahead of time. We're like, what are we going to, you know, how are we going to color coordinate this? And so that's why you're looking at this right now. And when they won, you went out and actually that's why you, you fell out of the wheelchairs. You, you were so hyped. You were just like, I'm going to go break my nose tonight. And that's what happened. Yeah. Couldn't, couldn't, uh, I'm referring to it as a front wing. I think I just like, you know, in F1 2020, we're like a new strategy option is available in the MFD when you click your yeah. front wing. That's essentially yeah, yeah. what I've done. It's just click my front wing, lost yeah. an end play effect just, in my performance. But you know, yeah, you should put the, you should put wings on your wheelchair. <laughs> I, mean, I, I guess that's what now, you got to do but... now. Yeah. I think we're talking about wings on your wheelchair at this point. Put a, put a, put just a rear wing on there. Actually, dude, if I had a wheelchair, I think I would do that. And that's, so I would just mount one on the, on the handles just back there get like a sponsor for it you know yeah, stuff like, like that i like that i like that but what a weekend dude what a mm. weekend what a crazy uh one two that was insane um i almost just like spilled my coffee i was just like so i was just like drinking coffee and then i like crouched down on the ground on the final lap i was like i was like a ninja just like <laughs> crouching down like in yeah, front of yeah. the tv and my roommates were like are you okay what's going on and i was like you don't understand what's about to happen right now uh, and I didn't, dude, I didn't cry though. That's the crazy part. Didn't cry. I cried for Ghastly. I yeah, cried me too. Ghastly me too. And I don't, and I think it's just that whole story, uh, with Ghastly. Um, but it was equally as joyous to watch, uh, Danny come across the line for that. Uh, that was incredible. Um, so man, what a, what a weekend, dude. Uh, Lando number two would have loved to have seen him taken that I, either one of those cards. It just orange one and two. Mm. Is great for a team that fell back so far, um, you know, st- starting honestly in 2013. I mentioned earlier, I mentioned before I've, I've been watching the 2013 season, they started to slow down pretty significantly in 2013. And I think they switched back over to Honda power units 2014, 2015, and uh, and just fell back even farther. The Alonzo, the Alonzo, uh, I believe, was it Alonzo a button and then a, like Alonzo and Stoffel? For a little bit there, yeah, Lando uh, Stoffel, and then I think when Alonso went, it become yeah. Lando and Carlos, I think. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but that era falling down the order and the ranks so far with that era, and then coming back up and just and then now we're seeing a race win, uh, which is definitely a no coincidence uh, for the car that they've got this year. Was was super neat, and I was all about just like not talking about Hamilton and Verstappen for that entire day and into Monday, I just didn't care. People would be texting me like, it was his fault. I don't care. We just saw McLaren one, two. And in like a really long time, I don't care about the Hamilton and Verstappen stuff. Of course, we'll get to that later um, because that was a pretty, that was a pretty crazy incident. Um, But yeah, man, Uh, what are you, what are your overall thoughts about the weekend? How did you like it? What were your standout moments for you? You know, what, just, what do you think? I mean, obviously, like, I'm sure the main talking point from everyone was Robert Kubica overtaking Mazepin in the driver's standings. Uh, mm. uh, but aside from the main story of the day, uh, mm. I was really pleased with just, Ricardo. Um, beautiful, yeah. beautiful. Just Kubica uh, ahead of Mazepin, just, mm, frame know, it. just frame SMORE, it. you know? Uh, yeah. But I, I almost felt with Daniel in a way that the Hamilton and Verstappen incident happened because... Then it it almost felt like 
it was one of those victories. It could be groups with like your Ocon and your Gasly sort of victories mm. out of nowhere, where I think, to be honest, even if that crash hadn't happened, they still look quite good for the win. You know, mm. Danny passed Verstappen on the first lap and right. held him at arm's length. Right. Um, I mean, even like Bottas, who was probably the fast man on track all yeah. day, couldn't yeah. pass Perez, didn't get anywhere near them. It was yeah. a, a genuinely well-earned victory. Yeah. Um, and I'd imagine now that that gives them a massive advantage in the fight against Ferrari. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure I can now see that overturned. If this is the kickstart to, uh, to Ricardo's season and he can start scoring like Norris, I can't see Ferrari catching them because that was the only way they could yeah. get back. I think the McLaren package was marginally better, but because Ricardo was really struggling and signs performing so well, McLaren were fighting with one arm behind their back. But if this is the start of a Ricardo comeback, then then that's third place settle for me. I don't see Ferrari doing anything, you know, that that crazy right now. At least right now, I think they have like one more up, update coming. But it's like it was after Monza, so they've got a power unit upgrade coming. But it's they saved mm. it until after Spawn Monza. So it's like what what could it be, you know? Because I feel yeah. like if you're Ferrari you want that going into Monza didn't happen. So, uh, you know, who knows what's going on with them. Um, but yeah, man, uh, it, it was that, that's actually a really good point. The fact that like they are, they were good for that win, regardless of what happened, happened with Hamilton and Verstappen, um, yeah. regardless of what happened with that whole thing, which is, I, uh, it's just, what was that? Like tie on Talladega nights, I help him on fire thing. Running around. <laughs> like I just expected Max to, hop out of the car looking like he was on fire, just something. Um, but I don't know, man. I'm not too keen on taking huge sides for that. Uh, I don't, one, this isn't politics. And two, two uh, you've got two guys vying for a, a title shootout. So I don't think any of this is that surprising when you put two guys that are as competitive as these gentlemen uh, in two of the fastest cars on planet Earth and uh, tell them to have at it. So I, I think this is just going to like happen. I think this is going to keep happening. And yeah. uh, man, if you ask me, uh, safety concerns aside, I think it makes for a pretty exciting, exciting season. My hot take for the oh, whole yeah. thing was just like, I'm just glad that Hamilton's okay and that Halo was there because I didn't want to see a tire mark across his helmet, you know? So yeah. I, that was my whole thing. I was like, wow, that rear tire is right there on top of him. And I just kept on thinking if that was like a 2017 car, how that entire incident would have looked and how different that would have looked. Um, yeah. And you think about the Hans device and the helmet. And if that helps with anything, if there's no halo there, but you're just like, man, time and time again, we've seen the situations where that halo is there. And it seems like the situ those situations occur more frequently w after the hate. Yeah. Have you thought about that too? Like, yeah. I, well, like I never saw incidents like this in any of these races pre 2018. And then as soon as 2018 hits, we've got Spa, we've got all these, we get the Hulkenberg thing at Abu Dhabi, just all these incidences where you're just like, oh, glad the halo's there. It's like, okay, well, where where were these crashes like, you know, in 2016, yeah. you know, like in the 2016 cars, like, why are we not seeing that then? So uh, I don't yeah. know. Have you noticed that at all? Yeah. I mean, I can only think maybe that because the cars are built with that extra safety they can take safety away from somewhere else, but that, that yeah. still seems crazy. Um, no. And if you, th if you think back to just F1 itself, I mean, if you exclude 
Um, obviously, what happened to Joel Bianchi? Yeah, F1 hasn't had a, a major injury since what Robert Kubica. Yeah, I know. Obviously, Grosjean had that that big crash in Bahrain, but he he walked away from that. And yet, if you were to take away the halo, I would, don't know what would happen to Grosjean to Leclerc. Um, obviously, Hamilton this weekend. Yeah. Um, so many just horrid, horrid incidents. Yeah. That we are so lucky the Halo is around for. You know, yeah. the opposers of it was Lewis Hamilton. Uh, I don't know if you've seen that um, Instagram post that's been doing the rounds that he did that was saying, oh, it looks ugly. You know, F1 mm. needs that risk. Uh, I think he'll be the first to admit that he was very wrong. And I think that's so funny. A lot of the F1 community was very wrong about the Halo. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Anyway, so we've got this Hamilton and Verstappen thing. Uh, Hamilton ends ends up under uh, Verstappen's car, saved by the halo, and uh, you know he gets a little a little tire sandwich on top of him, crushes the airbox. Um, which I'm looking at that, and I'm just like, oh, okay. There's a there's half a mil there, half a mil there, and it's it's really insane to think about how expensive these cars are. Yeah, <laughs> if you just drive like. I like my car is a Honda CRV. So like, I just, I was just like, we're just like, I say, and then you say, and then you like, look at these cars, you're just like, Oh, there's a new air box. That's, that's 300,000. There's, you know, whatever, just like all this, all this damage being done. Um, Which and, actually, uh, sorry, pop quiz. What driver do you think has the lowest damage cost on the grid? Put you under pressure here. Like the lowest damage cost, like as in like total, Total, Total cost. damage. Yeah. Uh, Alonzo. It is Fernando Alonso. Yeah, dude, I'm just trying to think. Yeah. Alonso, there we go. I was just trying to think of who I who I haven't seen crash this year at all. Yeah. Which Sorry, which, which when you stop to think about, it, that's crazy. He he never yeah. dude watch him next next race just <laughs> total his car. We, yeah. We the whole thing it. just disintegrates. Yeah, and then it comes back again. He's like. It was those fellows on the Slipstream podcast uh, with, back with my French-Spanish accent. Yeah, man, he never crashes, huh? He never does. No, no it's an no. experience for you. He's a safe young man. He's a safe and studious young man, that Fernando. Very you true. Know? Very true. Uh, but yeah, man, uh, what did you think? Let's take it step by step here. Hamilton gets out of the car, storms back. Or well, excuse me, Verstappen gets out of his car, walks past Hamilton's car, uh, Hamilton says something to the effect of like, it was odd that he didn't stop to check to see if he was okay. What do you think about that? Because I read that and I was like, ah, okay. But also like at the, in the moment he thought that was your fault. So like he was mad and it's, you shouldn't like, obviously the, the it would be ideal if he stopped to be like, Hey man, are you okay? But also again, we're talking about a world championship shootout in which these two guys are at each other's throats, you know, all the time. Yeah. And the competitiveness level of this. And that's what I that's why I kind of was like Hamilton for real, dude. You're gonna pull that card with him. Yeah, like like as if you don't understand like how competitive this is right now. He's like trying to act like the good guy. It's like, bro, yeah, like yeah, like you get you get how competitive it is in the in the moment. I'm sure you know, give a give him a little bit to cool off. It's you know, but like in that moment, one, he probably kind of knew he was okay, and two, like. And come on, dude, you got to try to play the high horse here. What's what's going on? I, I think a lot of that was trying to get back for the negative PR he got at Silverstone. Yeah. Um, but I mean, as well, like 
I don't remember the commentators being particularly concerned for Hamilton's well-being. <laughs> I wasn't. I, I'm not sorry. That's not because I hate Hamilton or anything. No. It's like, it didn't look like a dangerous incident. And I'm no. pretty sure Hamilton was like looking at the wheel, trying to engage the gears to get out of the situation. Yeah. You know, it was quite clear he, he wasn't hurt. Max yeah. would have seen that no, no medical team was rushing towards them. You know, it, I, it's a shame that people are, are going to such lengths to construct extra pieces of drama when there's already a fantastic drama there. You know, yeah. let, let's just focus on these two world-class drivers that I think genuinely now do hate each other rather than <laughs> you trying think so? to... You think I, they hate I, each other? I think at Silverstone there was a little bit of... Um, Max didn't like the way Lewis responded. Lewis didn't like the way that the things Max came out and said. Even Max, he was in the interview asked about it and he's like, God, could we just move on now? But I think that is it now. I think this has reached the absolute personal level. And that, I mean, that was the second time in the weekend that neither one gave anyone space, you know, down into yeah. Della Roja in the feet, no, in the sprint race, I think it was, or the feature race. I think it was yeah. a feature race. They didn't give each other any space. Um, yeah. I think it almost would have been nice if both people got penalties because neither of them are really being fair to the other on track. Um, But I do understand the FIA's decision for that isolated incident, personally. Because the the penalty is for, like, causing the collision. And yes, Lewis definitely squeezed Max. But when Max squeezed Lewis on lap one, Lewis was squeezed off the track, so he took the escape road, so there was no collision. Max right. didn't do that like he meant to, so I guess the penalty is is fair, you know. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people calling that a strange decision. To me, it made sense. the The decision made sense to me. Uh, he he wasn't he wasn't entitled, or rather, Lewis was entitled to four space for that that entire length of one and two. Um, was it, and, and, and let me go to the article here to just make sure it's, it's right. Um, so car 33 braked late and started to move alongside car 44. Although at no point in the sequence does car 33 get any further to forward than just behind the front wheel, uh, of car of car 44, uh, during the hearing of driver of wait, during the hearing, the driver of car 33 asserted that the cause of the incident was the driver of car 44 opening the steering after turn one and squeezing him into the apex of turn two. Um, so yeah, man, I just, uh, yeah, I don't think, uh, yeah, I don't know. It was just, it just looked, it just looked pretty, pretty obvious to me. Once they explained it, I was like, yeah, that makes sense. But you yeah. just saw so many people, uh, you know, going pretty crazy about it online. It's like, I don't know. I don't know. It just seems to make sense to me. Yeah. I think people are now so entrenched in their side that that neither is willing to see the fault in the other. Yeah. Um, I mean, even with, uh, I think Toto called it, sort of implied it, it was intentional. He called it like a, a tactical foul, which is like a, a football term yeah. where you foul someone intentionally if you can't catch them otherwise. Um, yeah. it, it is a shame, I mean, that that people are, bringing tribalism into this brilliant sport and rivalry. You know, yeah. this could go all the way down to Yasmarina and this could be on the same level as your Senators and your Prosts and your Hunts and your Louders. I think it is for me over, over one season, already one of the classic Formula One head-to-head World Championship fights 
Yeah. And it just doesn't need this side picking for me. You know, just side leave picking. it as it is. Side picking. Yeah. Is that a word? Is that does that make a, sense? I feel like that's terrible grammar, but you know what yeah, I mean. No, you know what I mean? It's there's there's enough there uh mm. to not have this extra drama. I think it's just kind of emboldened. Uh, by again, by Netflix fans, essentially, there's a lot of new Netflix fans and they like the extra stuff. And if you're into that, cool. But also like this is, there's a whole sport here that is endlessly fascinating, uh, that combines athleticism with, with raw talent and, uh, engineering prowess and technical and scientific prowess and data analysis and stuff like that. That's just on a whole other level, really akin to like space travel. So like there's a whole thing. It's like, it's like NASA meets the NFL almost. And so it's like, yeah. <laughs> and so there's the, this whole thing. So I just, it seems kind of silly to talk about the extra, the extra stuff um, when you've got so much going on just on, on a very basic level about the sport. Once, once you actually think about it, you're just like, wow, this is like one of the most fascinating things. I've ever seen in my entire life, just this whole spectacle. Um, top five rivalries in the history of Formula One, 2021, oh. Max and Lewis. What do you think? Yeah, it gotta be. Well, I mean, I guess it doesn't have the it hasn't run on for the length yet of some of the other ones, but presuming it does. I mean, over one season, this is definitely up there. I think yeah. presuming this endures for the next couple of seasons until Lewis retires. I think, yeah, I think this is definitely the biggest rivalry that he's ever faced. And yep. obviously he had Nico Rosberg, but I don't think Nico Rosberg is quite the talent Max Verstappen is. You know, no. Nico Rosberg is a no. great driver, and for anyone to beat Lewis Hamilton is unbelievable. Yeah, but yeah. he beat him sort of mentally, you know. Yeah, uh, and yeah. and he still had to get lucky with retirement issues and things like yeah. that. Where I think Lewis will see this as a challenge to his legacy. Lewis yeah. has dominated this um, era of Formula One. And he sees Max coming for the next era of Formula One. And yeah. I think he wants to keep winning to keep saying, this is still my era. You might be a world-class driver, but while I'm here, I'm still number one. And I think oh, that's yeah. why it's so personal to Lewis. And I think yeah. that's why he's fighting this so hard. And it's great to see a, a re-motivated Lewis Hamilton, a, a Hamilton that's really sort of digging in. You know, it may, it's so great to see. And it really brings out the best in him, I think. A reinvigorated Hamilton. Yeah, yeah. You know? An energized ham, you know, and that's what we want to see. We want to see some energized hams on this grid. Um, that, but yeah, man, that's the rebranded uh, rich energy. Yeah, energized, energized ham. Energized ham is what we're seeing. But Nico's nowhere near Verstappen. He's just not. No. He's a world championship. He's great. He's a spectacular race car driver. He's not a. He's not. He's not a Verstappen. He's not a Lewis Hamilton. No, and there's a you know there's a just I don't know I was gonna say there's a reason he's not there anymore, but also honestly I think he probably could still hang if he wanted to. There's just no seats right now. Yeah, yeah, I feel I like he would still hang. Like I still I feel, that's weird though because I feel like he is talented enough to still be there. Mm. You know, and he's young. He's he's not. How old is he? How old? I, I bet he's younger than Alonso and Raikkonen. Yeah, I mean he's got the age to be there. You think he's a little sour about it? You think Nico's a little sour about it? He seems no, like I, a vindictive guy. I mean, the one thing is he he hates Lewis. He ne- like whatever he does punditry on Sky, he will never give him any shred of credit. He will find any sort of hole in his game that he can. Um, I but I, I, I think it was more for for Nico. He'd spent so long behind Lewis. He finally beat him, and he'd done what he set out to achieve. You know, he was Formula One champion, 
what else is there to do? He wasn't looking to yeah. establish a legacy or anything like that. He obviously didn't need the money. You know, if you're a, an F1 driver, money yeah. is not really an issue anymore. So it I, seemed I like guess... he was externally rich before Formula One. You know oh, what I'm yeah. saying? He always seemed like he came from like he he looked like he was like like if Monaco made a kid, it would just be neat. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> yeah, yeah, if, yeah. If the entire principality of Monaco just made a child, it would just be little shiny, waxy Nico Rosberg baby. You know, it's just like he <laughs> that guy is so glossy. You know, it just it's like the glossiest thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. Like Nico Rosberg looks like you would pour water on him and then it would just like fall off. Like it would just bead and fall off. Like he's waterproof. Like his skin is just waterproof. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just like, he just doesn't get like dirt. You throw dirt at him and it just like the dirt actually like bounces off the other direction. You know, just, it doesn't, he just, so he tries to get dirty and he's just like, I've been trying to get dirty for 48 years. It's not working. It's like, yeah, man. Cause you're Nico Rosberg. I don't think dirt even like knows how to deal with you. I don't know, man. He, he came out of the womb with that like sweats back like waxy yeah. hair yeah i, I think it, it's a sign of like eternal wealth that yeah. you couldn't imagine someone with a buzz cut do you know what i mean <laughs> i could see sebastian vettel with a buzz cut senna yeah. schumacher uh, schumacher i cannot see rosso with a buzz cut and that to no. me proves that he's wealthy you know yeah he came out of the womb with that hair you're you're absolutely right the doctor was like <laughs> Why does this kid have a head full of slicked back hair? It's like, oh, sir, that's Nico Rosberg. He was destined to be a very rich Formula One driver. It's like, okay, well, I guess that I guess that makes sense. Um, but he's a he's an I think he's an incredible announcer. I think he's a really good yeah. announcer. He's like Ben Affleck in that way, where his directing's better than his acting. Like is like in him in the booth is like really good. And someone was saying, and I don't know if that was you or not, that said uh when he was in Hungary, he was like, he's the only he's one of the only drivers that has that has driven on these Pirelli tires, uh, has driven in the hybrid era. I guess did Button drive in the hybrid era or did he was 2013 yeah. his last year? No, no, no. He he was at McLaren um for I think 2016 was his last okay. year. Okay, so he's got a little experience with the hybrid era, but as far as anybody else in the in the main booth, he's the only one that kind of has that insight. So he he throws out insight sometimes. You're just like, ooh, I'm glad he's there. That's cool. Yeah, that was cool to hear. Um, I, I but, mean, they've, yeah. they, they've got people like Anthony Davidson and uh, and that, but you know, he's not a world champion at this level. No, Nick Rosberg at least is the only person in the booth who's won races in the turbo hybrid era and has raced with most of the uh most of the drivers on the grid and i think that that makes a big difference because you yeah. really want those drivers there for insider knowledge and i'm taking nothing away from you know your, your johnny herberts and your damon hills and anything and anything yeah obviously they are formula one experts but that was really when you had like accelerate brake and used to change gear by like getting a sundial out, you know, it's not the same <laughs> car anymore, you know? No, I wish it was though. Like you watch, yeah. like I was watching, like watching the 2013 season, you see the steering wheels with no, there's no MFD on the, on the steering wheel. At all. There's no screen, just buttons and a speed thing on the dash and that's it. And you're just like, Ooh, there's something very pure about that. You're just like, oh, yeah, that's cool. That's what's satisfying to drive the F2 cars in the game. Actually, it's not yeah. that satisfying when you drive it with a controller. It's like trying to steer a yacht, but uh, <laughs> there's something satisfying about the, just a car with no, no gadgets, you know, just no yeah. rigmarole, just an engine, 
and uh, some buttons. And you're just like, yes, this is, I could feel the road with this. So um, let's talk about, so listen, uh, we got anything, we got anything else? I don't know. I don't know. You know, look, Hamilton over Stappen, they're going to crash a lot. Let's, let's, let's make peace with it. Um, you know, we're, we're going to see this for the rest of the season. Uh, buckle up. Uh, I, for one, I like to just watch things. I like to just spectate. I don't like to take sides on a lot of deals unless I really have to, um, because that's a waste of time. And I have better things to do than pick sides and argue uh, as if it matters. So like, I just like, I like watching this and uh, I know that's kind of detrimental uh, to the appeal of a show, having a, a podcast. Uh, Cause I think a lot of times audiences like answers for some reason, like they just like somebody to tell them what the answer is, but the, the stark truth, reality, boys and girls, is there is no answers. You know, there's just no answers. You just got to wing it, figure it out as you go. So, so I'm not going to, I'm not going to waste your time and try, try to tell you it's one, one person's fault or the other, unless, unless we see something earlier or later on this year, will it, where it actually is somebody's fault, which that'll be, yeah. if there's, if there's something where you're just like, Whoa, dude, what did he just do? Like, yeah. he, you know, like one of them just dive bombs the other one, like a, like on a turn, like a, as if they're in just like an unranked lobby somewhere, you know, just, <laughs> just keep guess, it hidden. Yeah. Yeah. I guess Max kind of broke on that one, huh? I guess, <laughs> I guess, he, I guess he threw it down the drain on that turn. So we'll see, but I'm just thankful that we're able to live through a year like this. It's really cool. Yeah. You know, not a lot yeah. of seasons where you just, especially after like the last few seasons where it's just every race, you're just like at Hamilton Abatas or out by 20 seconds. Like, cool. Cool. God, that, feel, that feels like a long time ago, doesn't it? Yeah. Like that feels like another Russia. You know, just, yeah, just like oh, mm, don't no. Don't, don't. Uh, I had a friend say Sochi is his favorite track. Shout out to Aaron. A uh, nice uh nice favorite track, bud. We'll see. I told him we'll see after the race. I'm like, we'll wait till after the he's a newer fan. Uh so glad to have him on board. But also he was like, Sochi is my favorite track. I'm like, ah, let's kind of wait. Let's wait, bud. Let's That's... wait. Let's wait till after the race for you to say that. And then we'll uh, has has he been kidnapped by Putin or something? Is he just like a, yeah, I don't know. a propaganda? Like a plant? I don't know. Is, oh, is my buddy a Russian plant? Let's We'll see. Uh, he'll have to answer that. I'm actually not going to tell him I gave him a shout out. I'm going to see if he watches the episode. And then, and then I'll have him <laughs> angrily text me like, why are you talking about me on this show? So, um, but yeah, man, we'll see. But we should just change the podcast to, yeah, we'll see, but, you know. I said, yeah, I, yeah, I man, like we'll that. see, but with Andrew totally and James, yes, yeah. I'm going to take, I'm going to take all the clips of me going, yeah, man, we'll see. But, and then as I look at the notes, you know, and just like <laughs> put that together at the end of the season and then just, that'll be like the highlight, the blooper episode. It'll just be like clips of that. So clips of all of our disfluencies across every single episode, but you have more though, or you have, you have less rather you, oh, I you don't know. speak really, you speak really well. Like I have the. I say the uhs a lot. I actually looked up an article the other day. I was like, how do you stop saying uh? And it was just like, just stop it. There's no, but there's I, no, there's no like solution. It's just like, yeah, you just got to stop saying it. We're like, oh, okay. All right. But I'm Gen Z and I say like, and that's much worse. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm, like, oh yeah, it's a great like overtaking. If you take like the example, like, and it gets so annoying. If there's one way to yeah. fail a job interview, that's how to do it. Just keep saying like, you know? Yeah. 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 I gotta, I gotta roll back the disfluencies and then I gotta stop. I gotta, I gotta roll my shoulders back too. I forget that sometimes I have my shoulders back. I need to have, yeah. you know, you know what I'm saying? Oh, I feel you. Yeah. Oh yeah. Just like roll the shoulders back, you know, but I always have to remind myself like, dude, put your shoulders up. You know, what helps with that. 
Yeah. Shoulder, shoulder workouts, baby. Oh yeah. Shoulder workouts. Hey, you're looking for the gym? Cause it's. <laughs> well, come on, man. This is a, we don't need to take it off YouTube. We don't have guns on YouTube, man. It's that way. Be, so for the sake of our, our podcast. Yeah, yeah. I'm in Texas too. We're lucky. We haven't shown any more guns. You know, we waited 15 episodes till yeah. we brought out the guns. So, uh, you know, consider yourself fortunate. Um, this is all a, anyway. a very subtle advertisement for the OnlyFans, actually. Yeah, for, yeah. of course. <laughs> yeah, the only fans. only. It's just, yeah, it was just us doing this the whole time. Just like, <laughs> yeah, that'll be $10 yeah. a month. Um, so anyway, uh, sprint races, sprint race this weekend. Mm. Eh, you know, that's, I'm not, we're, we don't need to talk too much about it, but I feel like it's, We've seen two races so far with it. A little bit of a waste of time, in my opinion. I don't know. A little bit of a, you know, could go without it. Uh, I guess we'll see what the, what's the last track to have the sprint? What's it going to be? Unconfirmed at the moment. I think based on how they've done it so far, if they pick two historic tracks where it's moderately easy to overtake, I'd imagine they're looking at maybe Brazil. But it'd be a shame to spoil Brazil with a sprint race. I mean, Brazil is, for me, the best race on the calendar. You think? I just think the combination of the atmosphere, the track itself is beautiful to watch. Yeah. The, like there's always weather. There's always something going on in Brazil. Um, and yeah, I've since I followed F1, I've never seen it. There hasn't been a Brazilian Grand Prix and I pray to God that it is there because when, when in Salagos is buzzing, it, it really is buzzing, you know? Yeah, man. Uh, that's, I'm so excited to, to watch that track. Like as it happens this year, I feel yeah. like too, I, I was thinking the other day and I was in, we were, we were doing a practice race with, uh, league guys and we were in a voice chat and I was like, where's the, the, I was like, where would you guys go for a foreign race? Cause we're all mostly in the United States or Canada. I was like, man, I think I would just go to Interlagos. That would be awesome. Yeah. You know? That would be a really cool track to see live. I want to see the scope of that track live as far as like the scale, as far as like mm-hmm. how large that place is. It looks like it's just kind of down in a bowl. And I want to know how large that whole entire t- like territory is, that that whole landscape. I want to know, I want to see that and be like, oh, this is, it's this big or whatever. Because it, it's hard to get a scope of how big these tracks actually are until you go to a place like I've been to Coda and watched a couple of the races there. And uh, it's just larger. It's just, you're just like, oh, the straight's a mile and a half long because this is a race car. You know what I'm saying? So it's just yeah. like, I want to see, and Interlagos is such a like circular kind of encompassed track where I'm just like, I want to see that uh, that whole area and just see how big that is. So mm. it'll, it'll be interesting to to see that in real life. I think I'd go there. I think the easiest one to be would be Silverstone, you know? Just yeah. to just to get once travel restrictions are lifted, just go to Silverstone, go to go to England, you know, yeah. do that. Might, might have to just do that first. That's a classic, isn't it? I yeah. think Monza would be up there for me with the atmosphere. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying too. Monza, dude. Monza would be. I feel like yeah, that's ah, that's a good one, man. That's a good one, it, especially if you, especially for someone from the states if I flew over there. But it would still be a, pr- a good trek for you too. How how long is it to Italy from where you are? Oh, what well, like three. Three hours, maybe. Oh, dude, like, that's I'm so jealous. I would be, I would have driven there this weekend. Are you kidding me? Three hours? Not, not a lot of the Western European tracks are great. I say, yeah. apart from like Monza and Spa, I guess, because we've got Portimao, uh, Catalonia, Paul Ricard. I mean, they can all, I 
they're all pretty bad, really. Yeah. Um, Shane is not nowhere in, in Germany anymore. Uh, I think I'd like to go to one of the Asian ones, like the fancy mm. Asian ones, like Singapore or Bahrain or something. Mm. This is a cool yeah. part of the world, and they are spectacles, even though they might not always be the best races. Yeah. Um, Spa's another one, but I feel like it's a pain to get to, as in the actual yeah. track, not the country, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, man, if I live three hours away from Monza, that's crazy. That's here to Dallas. That's like, actually, that's closer than here to Dallas. That's, that's wild. Insane. That's like a three hours by like by car or train. Oh no 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 by plane. Oh okay. Sorry, well, yeah, little, okay. <laughs> <laughs> for some reason I'm just my American brain goes. Oh, he means like driving. <laughs> so like yeah, I so can't. Like, oh what? That's I can actually throw a rock and it can land in uh, France if I if I take a run. Yeah, yeah, it's that <laughs> just, small. It's it's easy to just assume that's the case if you live in Texas. Because it, uh, this state is so big, uh, yeah. so you're just like, oh, I guess that is the case over there in Europe. So, uh, but yeah, man, okay, that makes a lot more sense. Just three hours by plane makes way more sense. I was like, that's <laughs> eh, not that close, huh? What's going on? When's the last time I've seen a map? Um, so you were telling me uh, Guan Yu Zhou is in talks for this Alfa Romeo seat, uh, and he apparently, according to the the article. Uh, you showed me he wants to pay thirty million dollars for that seat if he if he uh, he's willing to do that. Uh, PlanetF1.com's Joe sponsors willing to pay thirty million for Alpha seat, uh, and that was September eighth, twenty twenty one. Um, how likely do you think that's going to be a deal? Because I want to err on the side of I don't think so. Because you were telling me they've got. Porsche for 2023. Um, why change out that seat for a year for like yeah. a minimal gain? You know, I don't know. Yeah. Um, and I think I've heard as well that Joe isn't too pleased with that either. Um, so I, if this move does materialize, then I'm completely lost in terms of things like there being a, a so-called Ferrari seat at Alfa Romeo or there being a, so-called Mercedes seat of Williams. Um, I feel like that's all sort of crumbled. Um, but there's still a few names in the hat. So Albon was one of them, um, but obviously he went to Williams. Nick DeVries is a possibility, but that seems to have gone a bit quiet. I don't know whether they're lining Nick DeVries up for yeah, the TCC for 2023. Never saw um, it happen. I feel like as well, if they're lining up Taylor Porsche for 2023, why get rid of Giovinazzi? then have to get a new driver and get him accustomed to the team. And then nine months later, sack him for someone else. Um, yeah. I think something to perhaps keep an eye on, and this is a outside bet, is the relationship between the Haas drivers. I know we spoke about this last week. is really deteriorating. And that was only shown when Mick and uh, Mazepin come together today. Yeah. And if they are just refusing to work together, I wonder if the easy workaround is to get Mick in the Alfa Romeo and get someone else in the the Haas. Oh, I think yeah. it, it will be Wait. confirmed soon. Wait, are we in Haas chat right now? We are Haas chat, baby. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. This is Haas chat. We had contact during this race. We had some ugly contact. We had a little spin from the spin meister himself, one Mr. Nikita Mazepin. 
spinning on uh, after the safety car restart, huh? You said you, yes. you saw that? I don't think I caught that. Um, yeah, he, he had a bit of a spin. I think it's turn one. Um, yeah. But then obviously he hit he hit Mick and Mick spun. Um, and and Mazin put his hand up and apologized for that. Uh, I didn't hear much, unfortunately, about the whole toe-in drama because obviously after Zandvoort in, in Monza, getting a toe is where it's most important. And I'd love to see how that transpired. Mm. Um, but I, I get the feeling they really hate each other. For two teammates to be battered in any way is never a good sign. But particularly when it's over 19th and 20th place, mm. I think it shows that it's personal. Because mm. obviously it's not for points. And I no. would bet that the engineers are onto them saying, guys, don't fight. We don't need this. We don't need extra cost. But they're just completely ignoring them. And it's not um, for points, but it's for 19th place glory, you know? <laughs> and but I, I bet you there is a thing about them not wanting to finish last in drivers. Um, and then is it if you don't score points, how is it ranked? Is it just ranked on your best finish? Uh, I think so. Uh, I'm not too sure. Uh, that's actually interesting. I want to I check on that. How do you rank it when you just don't have any points? Who the, who's the nicest guy? We'll just go by nice. Who's some more? Yeah, we'll, we'll go by likability. They should just go by likability. You know, if you don't score any points, like how likable of a, of a guy you are, and then if you're really likable, they put you last. <laughs> so, so, so Nikita Vezepin just to get just gets to be like fifteenth in the rankings or whatever. So good for him. I mean, I'm, him. yeah, I'm presuming mix what P thirteen in Baku has yeah. put him above Mazepin, which is probably why he defended so much. Um, yeah. I just hope for their sake it doesn't end in, I want to say tears, in a big crash. Because mm. um, it would be terrible to see two rookies end up that way. Um, yeah. But it's been, a, it's been a painful season for both of them. Obviously, Mazepin's difficulties are well documented. Mix hardly had a great time either. Um, I hope for their sake that has sought out a, at least a moderately competitive package next year. And we can see what they can actually do against other cars. But my God, if you're talking about to fire, it has been a terrible, terrible season for them. Anyway, this has been the first iteration of Slipstream Podcast Hash Chat. This is Hash Chat. While you're here, go ahead and sit down next to that like button. Just put your arm around it and then just kiss it on the cheek. And then like the podcast, give us a little subscribe. And uh, everyone leaves her happy. So um, what else we got? I think that's about it, man. I think I think we're good for right now. Portimao came out in the game. That was really cool. Yeah. I like it. Uh, it's really fun. The uphill right-hander, I think it's turn eight. Hate it so much. Um, basically the whole time, just trying not to spin on that turn. Uh, but it was pretty fun. We had a, a P2, P3. You, wait, wait, you won the practice I race won yesterday. by, uh, yeah, like 0.016. Something nice. like that. I was nice. very pleased. Was able yeah. to pull out a P3, join you on the podium there. That was fun. Yeah. Yeah. Good uh good omens for Team Alphatari in the Bolt Racing League. So, you know, yeah, we, we got still got what half a season to go. Yeah, we need to start picking up some decent results. We've been we've been yeah. doing quite badly. I think our best finish season is like yeah. P5. So yeah, we just haven't been able to get it going. But no. you know, we're coming for them. We're coming for them we starting this Saturday at whatever track we're racing. That I, I don't know which one it is. Uh, so, no I don't know. Clue. We got to check. So we're, obviously we're going to practice hard for it. But uh, yeah, man. Uh, what's what do we got next? What's going on? Russia and uh, weekend after next. 
yeah, Valtteri Bottas is stomping ground. If he doesn't win, if he doesn't win this weekend or next weekend, then yeah. like that's him done for wins in Formula One. Really, I think yeah. he knows that because this is his customary win. And if he doesn't turn up now, then... he just wins this race every. Why? Why does he? Why is he so good? Why? You know? But even for Williams, he was unbelievable. He was like picking up. He was robbed of a podium by uh, Raikkonen when Raikkonen just took him out on the last lap. He's yeah. always unbelievable at Sochi. Why? I don't know. I, I don't know. It's that, it's that cold finish glare uh, that he has. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Um, but yeah, man, we'll see. I guess, should we should we come back next week? Should we do it? We didn't do the pizza thing. We didn't. Oh, damn. We, we didn't do the pizza. We just, we just made a plan on that. We're like, we're going to do it. And a week later we just don't totally didn't get the pizza and i'm starving too so i probably should have done that but i'm actually I, I gotta head out i'm actually about to go to uh my first soccer game actually no oh uh like a professional yeah like we have a professional team now so uh what is it what, like the dallas yeah, we're, we're playing los angeles um so it's the austin lunch uh or it's the austin excuse me it's the austin uh brunch hats versus the los angeles harvey weinsteins so that's I think you're serious there for a second. I say, wow, America is commercialized. That is crazy. What, yeah, what just, team actually is it? I wish we were called the brunch hats. We should. Um, the Austin girls and Indiana Jones hats at brunch. Um, so <laughs> uh, Austin FC. So Austin Football Club. Austin FC. Oh, they uh, could have been more green, creative there. Green and black. Yeah, maybe. It's like Washington football team. The, the DC, Washington, DC, they're our American football team. They, they didn't, uh, they took away the Redskins name. So yeah. now they're just Washington football team. So it's just like, nah, that's literally what it is. It's like, okay, well, we can think of anything. Let's just pick an animal, you know, pick a random animal. Just be the ducks, you know, the Washington ducks. We'll go for that. But um, yeah, man, headed there right now. Ruin's got season tickets. So I just like every once in a while, he'll just be like, hey, you want to go to this game? I'll be like, yes. So meeting a friend there in a little bit. It's going to be fun. Uh, yeah, man. Got some good seats, nah. I think. So nice. looking forward to it. I'll take some pictures for you. Thank you. Don't and, uh, uh, don't get sucked yeah. into it though, because it is the most miserable experience mm. ever. You're like five yeah. nil down, you're freezing, and then just watching yeah. your useless players kick yeah. into touch all the time. So, yeah, yeah, we'll see. I'm not too. Worried. I won't know what's going on at all. I just and neither <laughs> will the, my friend. She'll be like, "What's going on?" I'll be like, "I don't. I, there's a ball, and there's. <laughs> I know that guy's supposed to stop the ball from going in. So I don't know, man. We'll see. It'll be fun. I like." stuff where i just don't know what's happening because for me it's more fun because i'm not invested in it. i'm just like oh this is cool look at that that's awesome so yeah but uh yeah i gotta i gotta run to that and uh try not to, to between this and next week try not to break your nose again huh uh, well i mean that might be convenient actually if i could break it the other way wouldn't that just like reset it i mean surely yeah. law of averages that might be the, that might be a good idea if you, yeah you could actually opposite. yeah instead of a right-hander take a left-hander this time and uh <laughs> And just set it the other way. They'll set it up, set it out straight. So we'll good be good. Idea. But uh, yeah, man, I'm going to let you go again. Cause once again, it's 1am over there in the old country. And uh, thanks for doing it this week. And uh, appreciate your time as always. We'll, we'll catch you up next week. Huh? Pleasure, man. Take care. All right. all right, guys. Well, this has been the slipstream podcast. Like subscribe, all the different things on all the social media places. And until next week, keep pushing.